When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's good? This is Traveling Anonymous. My name is Chris Styles. Welcome back. Oh, man. Pastor Anonymous. Uh, I'm excited about these, these episodes. I really am. And I think the more information we get to people, the more candid conversations we have, the more education we can do, the more information. It's just, it can't hurt us. Get some stories and, and learn and, you know, stop sitting back planning things out, you know, do it, do it, get it done. Um, this is Pastor Anonymous. My name is Chris Stiles. Let's get it. What's good, bro? <laughs> yo, so happy to have you here, yo. One, um, one day you hit me up, maybe about two, three years ago. I was at the height of my hosting. Um, and you was like, Come on home. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, I grew up in the church. Like, it, Dad, what do you mean? And then you just like, come home, man. Like, you, you, you a pastor. You need to, you need to take that, that walk too. And I'm, why did you tell me that? Um, I found that I've stopped taking it lightly when somebody drops on my mind or my heart. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it's just a matter of circumstance or coincidence that you think about somebody or that you, you know, that you wonder or you have a question. So I, I try to get into the practice of when God puts somebody on my heart or my mind, reach out, you know what I'm saying? Like contact them. So whether it's just a, uh, yo, what's up? Whether it's a specific, you know, something that I'm just feeling like that God is, you know, asking me, telling me to say or nudging me to say like, just trying to respond to it. And I, I can't, I remember that moment. I can't remember exactly what might've led to me hitting you, but I just remember feeling like, yeah, I need to, you know, let me let me hit, hit Chris up. And and I know it's based off probably conversations that we had prior to that, obviously knowing, you know, your background, knowing that you grew up in the church and just as a way of encouragement, you know what I'm saying? And so in that moment, I was really just being obedient to what I felt like I was being led to do. And, um, you don't even know your impact, you know, you saying it because you're being obedient and I'm hearing it and I'm just like, right. <laughs> stop, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because of the responsibility that right. it takes to be sort of this leader of man, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not better than anyone. Mm -hmm. I'm not somebody that somebody should look up to, especially because I know my demons, right? Right. right. But so what you saying that and, and knowing that and feeling that, does that mean that you aren't somebody that people look up to? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I don't want to be right about it. Like, I, of course, I can talk myself into circles, but I'll always end up right back here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When was the moment where you was just like, ah, you know what? I need to stop ignoring this thing. Let's 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 get it. Um, ministry wise specifically? Sure. Ministry, like, it really kind of fell into my lap, so to speak, where it wasn't something that I was, like, chasing and, like, 
it wasn't like I saw a job opening for minister, you know, apply here. Never. I don't think anybody in their right mind would probably apply voluntarily for, you know, to be a minister of some sort. And so uh, the opportunity came, a, a close friend of the family, and I grew up in the church. My parents are pastors. And so, right. And so a friend of the family randomly, this is like I'm out of college. Um, I haven't seen these people in like years, you know what I'm saying? Probably since I was a child. And they reach out to my parents and they're like, we want your son to come and minister at our church this Sunday. And so when they told me that, I'm like, why? Why'd they ask for me? You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't know what kind of life I'm living right now. Bro, you got all the girls, bro. <laughs> you was the fly dude, bro. <laughs> You know what I mean? Before all of this, I know you. <laughs> I know you. I know you, bro. Like that's arguable. Man. Okay, that's arguable. Right. Right. But but not nah, but because because of that, like you said. I, I mean, at the time, like I was, I can't say that I was like wholeheartedly seeking, chasing, and following God. You know what I'm saying? There were a lot of other things that. I was still seeking, chasing, and following after. And so when this came, it was like, wow, like, again, why are they asking me this? But I'm like, given the context of what it is, how can I say no to this? You know, I've said yes to plenty of other things that I shouldn't have been doing, right? This is something that like, this is God calling me to do something. Even no matter how anxious, nervous, inadequate, or unprepared I may feel, if God's asking me to do this, and if I say yes, he got me. <laughs> How do you leave the life alone? How do you leave the hanging out, late, the women? How do you fight those urges, especially after being engulfed in it? Right, right. Um, it's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, it, and, and that's why it's called salvation, like saving us, you know, getting delivered from something like we're really like we're getting pulled when we come into this relationship with God like we are now in the position where we can get pulled out of certain things and situations and places and spaces that we're in and and I mean the the power of God of course it has the ability to completely pull you out but it's not something that you do and then you're done it's something that you constantly work towards you know like you're constantly you're active constantly trying to honor this relationship by not being here, trying to honor this relationship by not doing this. I gotta honor this relationship by not saying this. Like, it's constant. You know, we, ne we never reach a pinnacle where it's like, I, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I, I've reached my spiritual it peak, like, it doesn't, it doesn't end. Doesn't end. And, 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 and I would challenge you, even just in the midst of our conversation, if we could substitute the word religion for relationship, okay it'll make a lot of other things practical that we speak about. Because when we speak about relationships, we know a relationship is never, you're never done, right? Working at a relationship, like, it's hard. imagine if, if, you know, you're in your relationship and you just go through the same routine every day and you wake up, you text, W-I-D, they respond, you know? After a while, it loses its luster, it loses its significance, it loses its meaning, you know? And so this relationship with God is something that we're constantly trying to invest in, nurture, develop. What was the scariest part of marriage for you? I know you recently got married. Congratulations. Appreciate that. Um, if that's what comes after. Yeah. And the, the thought for me, what was, I guess, daunting, like intimidating, was the thought of forever, right? And, and not just because I know every time we speak about marriage, like first thing people are thinking of is infidelity and 
money, and of course those are reasons why marriages don't work, but there are a long list of other reasons why marriages also don't work. You know what I'm saying? Just different crises that comes in life, loss, grief, can be things that can separate people. And so for me, the idea of like that forever, but I don't know, I don't know what's gonna happen a minute from now, let alone a week from now, a month from now, a year from now. thinking about forever, I wouldn't get anywhere. Yeah, it's hard, you know what I'm saying? And so like that, and then also here, seeing other people's experiences where things don't work after, maybe it was first year, then it didn't work. Five years, it didn't work. 15 years together, it didn't work, they split. You see just in the news, Curry's. Del Curry and Sonya Curry, 33 years. Have you ever cheated? No. And it's because I want to honor this relationship. You thought about it? Temptation is always there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not something you, we can ever escape either. Like, mm-hmm. you're always going to be tempted. But the relationship, and, and, and to parallel it again with my relationship with God, where there's a difference between just being in a relationship with somebody, but also letting this relationship, like, be Lord and govern my life. You know, and so a lot of us, we have knowledge or some type of relationship with God, but he's not the Lord over our lives. We don't live our lives according to that relationship, you know? And so because I'm in this marriage, because that's my wife, every, there's, so, throughout, there's no day that goes by that if I'm not in her presence, I have to make decisions based out of our relationship. From the simplest things based of what I'm about to eat, I have to check if she ate. <laughs> where I'm about to go, I got to text to just let her know, see where she's at. You know what I'm saying? Like, And so now my life is starting to be governed by this relationship and not in a controlling way. No, no, no in a way I want to respect it and honor it. It's a relationship. Right? And yeah, and I don't ask you that to be an asshole, but yeah. more so because you're who people look up to. You're sort of like the image, the how we should live out. You're the example. Mm-hmm. That's how we look at like uh, pastors. That's how we look at, you know, sort of these leaders of man to sort of be like this example. Mm-hmm. And, Does and that weigh on you heavier now because you sort of have to be that example, or do you still feel like, yo, listen, man, I'm just, I'm just human like you, bro. I could, I make the same, you know what I mean? Right. I think, in a weird way, kind of all of what you said is true. Like. Yes, it does. It definitely feels a little bit more pressure. And so, to go back to the first question, when that first call and first call to ministry came, I knew that like saying yes to this meant that. A, a lifestyle change was coming with it. You know what I'm saying? This is this is not a, a nine to five job that you clock in and you clock out and you leave your work at home. And you don't gotta, you know what I'm saying? Like this is a lifestyle, this is about who you are. This is again, that developing this now relationship with God, like this is not just something I can do on Sunday and then Monday I'm still here, Tuesday I'm still here. Like it's gonna be a real life changing call, you know what I'm saying, and journey. And so um, marriage, same thing, like understanding that yeah, this is a lifelong journey that I'm taking with this person, and I've been blessed enough to take it with this person, but I don't want to do anything to mess this up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I really don't. And and so never want to rely too heavy on the, like you said, I'm human, because sometimes you can use it as an excuse to just squander whatever, you know? But also knowing that like, yes, I am human, but that's why I have to be cautious and remain vigilant in certain areas because I'm human. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What about a time where you thought maybe this ain't for me. 
I tried it. I know this was, I know it looked dope. You know, I know my parents and all that. Like, I get it. It was cool. I gave it a try, God. I gave it a try, Mom, Dad. Bro, this ain't for me. <laughs> Tell me about that time. Um, if I could think of one time in particular, I mean, I think overall it's such a giving kind of uh, position where you're constantly, constantly giving and, and not just physical ways, you know what I'm saying? But giving of time, of, of counsel, of, you know, whatever it is that you're giving. And sometimes it can feel like it's not uh, as like uh, fulfilling in certain ways. In physical ways, I'm thinking like, you know, money, like you're getting paid or like, you know, I just spent time counseling this, these people and we just gave a handshake and went our separate ways. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need some bread. I need to <laughs> take care of. Right. And it's, and it's because, is this worth it? It ain't it, like. Right. Things like that where it's like, and you know, again, like where we come from, we know there's a million other ways to make money. If that's what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? If you're trying to make money, you can go and figure out ways to make money. And so knowing also that I I'm not in this for money. I, you know what I'm saying? I'm not chasing money. I'm not chasing fame i'm not chasing any of that i'm chasing this relationship with god like and so and you really and you really and you really follow that and chris is it's it's, it's 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 hard to bro. fathom it is and it's especially hard. in this world we on social media bro we seeing everybody getting lit we see everybody with with, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. With the superficial things and to just stay on your dean, like just to stay on your focus, on your square, yeah. and just have to keep reminding. It's tough. It don't and sound fun. <laughs> right. And, and, and this is what. Mm -hmm. Nah, I appreciate, I appreciate you keeping the bug. It don't sound fun. And, and so we were speaking about specifically those things, those moments of feeling like it's not fulfilling or, but obviously there's plenty of, testimonies you know what i'm saying like there's so many experiences i can think of how god provided for me or how you know what i'm saying because of my relationship with god things happened and things were put in place um i mean my my whole life bro i mean just uh seeing people that we grow up with and knowing like one of my best friends you know we both we both we were supposed to go to college together you know what i'm saying visited college together supposed to go to college together he goes left you know whatever left means but he takes another path he does 10. <laughs> you know what i'm saying while i do my four years of school i study abroad you know what i'm saying i'm writing him letters and he's sitting you know and he and, and even in his and even in his moment like i still saw god move he finished with a degree he finished you know what i'm saying like where god still kept him and took care of him but like even just split moments like that where like a blink of an eye could have been different you know what i'm saying like i could have been with him i mean the first time i ever got arrested me and him was together 15 years old not doing anything walking home from a party but it's a big group of us we mobbing out now knowing that that's that's not wise you know what i'm saying as Although it shouldn't mean anything because we're kids just walking around. But we also have to be aware. Right, we got to be more aware than others. But 15 years old, walking around from walking back from a party, cops pull up, everyone else spreads, run. They pull up right in front of us, ask for ID. They pull up, and me and two of my other friends, me and him have ID. Our third friend doesn't have ID. The cop decides to take me and him in. I looked at the paper after my parents picked me up to see like what we had been arrested for, blocking vehicular traffic. 
literally walking in the street. That's means walking in the street. You know what I'm saying? Like, and but so to know that, like, and so do you see the stories of the Khalif Browders and the, and it's like, dag, like, and if anybody's ever been in the presence of police or in the, you know, detained by police, you know that, and it could go left whenever, you know what I'm saying? And that's what we see in the news all the time. And so even moments like that in retrospect, it's like, dag, God was, God was there, you know what I'm saying? Because I could, that could have been my story, but it's not, you know what I'm saying? You ever struggle with any type of addiction? Addiction? Um, no, 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 definitely no substances or anything like that. Those aren't the only things you could be addicted to. And that, that's why I hesitated. Um, I think I do have, I have an ad- addictive a personality in certain contents with certain things of, uh, like, try, like once I'm on something, like I'm on it. So like, even if it's the gym, like I want to go every day, two times a day, three times a day. And I can see, I began to see, and as I like put more into my relationship with God, seeing how these things can become idols, like, and it could be the most harmless thing, you know what I'm saying? But once I become so addicted to it, and I was like consuming my time, and it's this, like, it's an idol now, you know, like it's just taking away time from from God, and so I can't I can't say that, like I said, outside of you know. Maybe going to the gym too much, <laughs> you know, like. Listen, I wish I was addicted to the gym. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I'm, I was addicted, and I think it's still am some mm-hmm. parts because I don't think that is something that, you know, like a recovering addict is gonna be a recovering addict for the rest That's of their right, life, right? right? Because all it takes is like one more, but it's like the partying, the women, the sex, the drinking, the hanging out, the being in the spotlight and mm-hmm. the clout, like mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff is just straight up drugs, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I feel like, you know, I I deal with that and I've dealt with that on a much larger scale, but like even so now as I'm trying to focus my life and live right and be in the right direction, mm-hmm. you know, it's like those things are still, it's just everywhere. Yeah, it's know? everywhere. It's everywhere. It's and and everywhere. that's that, that's literally the world we live in. You know what I'm saying? Like, the world we live in, like like you said, it's everywhere. Sex is everywhere. Drugs, alcohol, everything. You know, and everything is so normalized that it it actually encourages us in a way to, to live this way, to do these things, to chase these things. But um, I think in, like, again, in knowing, in, in the more you get to know, the more this relationship takes priority over your relationship with these other things. And because that's the thing, addiction is still just a relationship with something, sure. right? Like like you're relating to this thing way more than you're relating to this, to God, or to, you know, your spirituality, your spiritual well-being. And I think, and I know, I know I've been fortunate and blessed enough to come up in a, in a family, in a household where like that was always expressed and taught to us. So even if I didn't grasp it then, you know what I'm saying? It was something to go back to, like where I, because that's what happens. We learn things, but as you experience life, you things start to make sense. So something you may have learned prior didn't really make sense until you went through this experience. With all the access to information now, is it becoming harder to com- sort of get people to follow God? Um, I don't, I don't like, I don't want this to sound the wrong way, but like my my concern, not my concern, but I don't see my job as getting people to follow God. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, because it's funny enough, like, I never have to bring up God in a conversation. People always will somehow, the conversation gets to it somehow. We could be talking about some spirituality of some sort or, you know, and it's, 
so people are like it's in us like we are people are seeking you know what i'm saying something higher than something greater than themselves people are learning that like life isn't just about what i see and what i feel and what i touch but there's a greater purpose and i think um just even being in a position to help speak through that with people and help lead them in the right direction you know what i'm saying like or direct them in the right whether it's buying them a book yo check this book out you know what i'm saying if you get a chance um like we, it, that can be the thing that turns them to God, right? And and it's just like, yeah. So I I, I don't carry that pressure of like I got to get this person in church. I got to get this person to God. What was your lowest? Do you think your lowest point in life was? Lowest point, I think, uh, around the time coming back from school, and you know, after spending four years in school, partying, you know, girls like coming back home and now like linking back up with, you know, my old boys or whatever, and we going out, we chilling. But I realized that like, so we went out one night, long story short, we get into a fight with some other people, we all get knocked. <laughs> so we sit in the central bookings, you know what I'm saying? I'm a college graduate, raised in the church, <laughs> sitting in bookings, right? Like looking just like everyone else that's in bookings, sitting here in bookings, and that's when it, I'm like, my whole entire life wasn't to lead up to moments like this. You know what I'm saying? I didn't go to school so that this could be my story. I didn't grow up in church. I didn't, all this so that this could be my story. And so learning that like, okay, there's certain things I need to change. You know what I'm saying? And not with just the pe not with the people I was around, but within myself where it was like, all right, maybe I don't need to frequent certain places and things like that. And so, so that was the start of it where it was like, yo, I'm realizing that like, I keep finding myself in positions like this, you know what I'm saying, where, yeah, like, how, how am I getting arrested? You know what I'm saying? Why am I getting arrested? And and so it's, it's reflecting on me, like, and so anger issues, you know what I'm saying, where fighting wasn't, fighting was always on the table. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, I'm definitely no thug, no gangster, but, like, if situations came or problems came, I wasn't the type that was going to run from it. You know what I'm saying? And so, but understanding that, that was obviously an anger issue I may have had, or maybe even pride or insecurity, whatever it is, you know what I'm saying, that's causing me to fight, but now I, I need to explore this because it's putting me now in situations like this that I don't think is really where I need to be. And there's a scripture that like that rang loud to me in that moment, and it says, uh, to walk in a, a manner worthy of your calling. And so I've always known that I've been called to be great but I wasn't walking in the manner worthy of that. You know what I'm saying? Being out, doing these things, doing... How does your anger impact you now? Um, now I can go inward sometimes to a fault where, <clears throat> um, where it's like you don't, I, I can s start sinking silently. You know what I'm saying? Anger and internalize it. I don't necessarily emote the same way as, as, as other people but I can hold on to those emotions, you know, hold on to those anger, to that anger, and now it can lead to depression. You know what I'm saying? It could lead to disappointment, discouragement, where like, like I said, I just go inward. I just don't feel like interacting. I don't feel like, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's not a safe place to be. You know what I'm saying? I, isolation is not, solitude and isolation is different, right? Solitude is I'm here because I'm trying to recharge and strengthen something and develop something. Isolation is I'm trying to hide from somebody, hide from something, hide from a feeling, you know, a situation, and, and that's, that's not a good place to be.
Is it sort of difficult not to take home some of these people's stories? And when you're ministering to people, like you're doing the one-on-ones and you're actually, you know, how are you able to not bring that sort of home to your family? Sometimes I realize, sometimes I'll be around other couples and I'll see their energy sort of transfer over to us. And I'm like, why are we even arguing? Like, we're not even upset at each other. Like, what is this? Where's this even coming from? Like, this is not us. Right, like, right. This is the environment we were in. Right. And it, it, it's, I think that's one of the hardest parts of it is that, because, yeah, it's like, how can, how can you not, like, you know, spend time here with these people are going through, it's like fellowship with people in such a way, and then, like, once you leave their presence, you just leave, they're not even on your mind anymore. It's not like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, people are still going to be on your heart. People are still going to be... And that's why through the practices, you know, of prayer and like praying for people and and having healthy conversation around it. And so that's why one of the reasons why I'm so grateful for my wife, because she's my partner in ministry where like, you know, what I'm saying we counsel people together or even if it's a situation where I'm counseling somebody on my own. But I know she's there when I get home that we can talk through things, you know, what I'm saying we can process certain things and then we can pray about certain things and then move and, and move forward, you know? And so it, it is hard where it can weigh very heavy on you. Um, but I think it's, it's always, again, the constant reminder of that, like, this is not my work, it's God's work. <laughs> it's not my work, it's God's work. Like, I'm not sitting down with anybody because they think I'm gonna solve their problems. And I'm not sitting down with anybody because I know that I can solve their problems, because I know I can't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have that power or that ability. And so constantly, relieving yourself of that pressure and that like feeling like you have that responsibility and even like I say even that power it's even a prideful thing to think or feel because I don't have that power I don't have that kind of power like y'all not getting saved because you're believing in me you know what I'm saying y'all getting saved for believing in what God can do like and so constantly wanting to redirect that attention to God you know what I'm saying redirect those questions to God those feelings to God to like I don't I don't want to be the one that's sought after that's that's you know yeah it's not it's not about me <laughs> you know what I'm saying it's not about me um do you have any regrets uh in your pastoral journey any regrets yes I do there's certain yeah there's times that I've quit on certain things that I feel like I, I did prematurely and I shouldn't have quit and so sure. School specifically, um, going back to school, uh, specifically the- theology school, and quitting. You know what I'm saying? That was something. Uh, yeah, I always feel like that. What would have happened if I'd have stayed? Or you know, and and just being slow to go back to it. Um, but that's definitely a regret. Um, I think I think I owe. I oftentimes feel guilty or feel. Um, so I don't know if it's the same as regretful, but just the feeling like of of conviction for not upholding or being as involved with certain relationships with people as I would like. Like, so, you know, maybe with somebody I was getting close to and like helping them with their walk, they're helping, you know, and like life comes and we just kind of don't, you know, I don't speak to them as much or, and so like I said, the feeling of always like being so connected to people sometimes, it feels like it can also, always bring a feeling of failure was like that I haven't spoken to this person in this long or man I haven't you know I didn't send this to that person like I was expected or those moments like I said where 
in that moment when I texted you, I was being obedient. But for that one moment, there's plenty of moments where I'm not as obedient. You know what I'm saying? And and then dealing with the feelings of that, the guilt of that, um, sometimes that could be hard. You know, where you, I wish that, I wish I would have said this, I wish I would have done this, wish I would have. Yeah, I could I could imagine how how difficult it must be to again be this person for so many people. Mm. Who do you have there for you? Yeah. Yeah. So for for me, um, definitely, like I said, my wife, my pops, you know, uh, my parents in general. um, Mentors at all? My father's obviously my like probably my number one mentor. Um, But outside of that, there are a couple mentors that I've had. I think in different seasons of my life. You know what I'm saying? Even um, when I was on like the entrepreneur journey, like I had, I got connected with. a group of two dudes who like, yeah, were my mentors, you know, two older dudes who had been entrepreneurs for years. And so super grateful for them. But I am, I do, I feel, as of recently, I've been having a lot of conversations even with my father and about specifically that, like who does the leader go to? And, and that's why the need of therapy, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody needs therapy. And, and so I don't think there's a conflict of therapy and Religion or relation, you know, this relationship you with God. The money isn't good. Did I say that? How is the money as a pastor? Um, so I mean, I'm not right now. I'm not in a, like I'm not on s- salary, so to speak. Where like, like I still have a day job, you know. Um, oh, you still work? Yeah, okay. I still work. What do you do? Um, I'm in education. Okay. And so. Um, yeah, so I, I, I've been, since the pandemic and stuff, I've been more full-time with the ministry than probably ever, you know? Um, and also do just to everything that's been going on. I mean, this past year and a half, I did my first funeral and I did my third funeral. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All in, the, in one year, I've done, you know, a few weddings in the past. And so it's, it's, been, a, it's been a lot just with, with things like that. And, and, and go ahead. No, I said, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. So those moments of like witnessing that type of like pain and like being, you know, that close to people who are going through such like traumatizing, like it's been um, super humbling. It's been like just an experience like none other. And, and, And in a weird way, like, and throughout that, like, God, again, like God provides. I feel like where I'm at in this in this journey, I do think that um, I'm being put in places where I, I don't want, I'm, I can't, I'm not dependent on a dollar. Right? So like I'm doing this, maybe somebody asks, requests, all right, you know, of course, if this is what. Well, I might need you for my wedding. Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it, it, it comes with, we're going to sit down, we're going to have free marital counseling, you know what I'm saying? Because that's, that's, that's all the things that I did that people it, it gifted us with. And, oh, wow. and so that, that's what, like I said, it, for me, it, it really is wanting to fulfill God's plan for my life. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's what it, if, I don't, I think everybody might have had moments where you feel like you're not in your purpose, right? And like, not being in a position of purpose can feel so like empty. You know what I'm saying? It could feel so like mundane. It could feel so just, ugh, you know? And so despite a dollar, being in a position of purpose, like 
there's no better feeling than that. You know what I'm saying? So the money is good or is it not good? I'm sorry. It's good. It's good. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I don't have any complaints. You're good because of your day job, or are you good because, because well the ministry? You know what I'm saying? God, God. I God, see God, a lot God. of pastors. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Big houses. Right. Right. Fast cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Nah, God, I see him too. I see God him too. provides. Yeah. I see a lot of pastors that don't look like the people that they're preaching to. Right, right. So I... How does, how does that make you feel? I would assume that the money is really good. Right. And then in some, in some, I'm sure in plenty of some churches, the money is very good, like you said, because we see those pastors, you know? I feel that... I feel like that's a difficult position to be in because while you have these things that you know you've worked hard for and things that you saved up for it's almost like because I'm a pastor I can't drive a Benz what if I really really wanted a Benz you know what I mean like what if I really really wanted you know so they kind of gotta get put on this it's it's sort of more difficult for them to get the things Mm -hmm. that they desire like I don't want to see you on vacation all the time when you know everybody in your ministry is poor. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see you with a Rolex watch when mm-hmm. everybody I'm giving my last dollar to the church right, right. because I would assume that this money also is how you get paid. Right. right. You know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's how I, how do you feel about that? I don't know. Um, no, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I can understand why that would be alarming. You know what I'm saying? To somebody you said where you see this pastor in this position, but their congregation in this position. Um, but then I do also see the other side where like, how do you expect that these pastors and ministers Make a living, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, make a living. Make you a just living. ain't gotta be in a bend. Right, right. You know what I mean? That's how. Right. Naturally, so, naturally, first right, instinct. That's right. how. And just, just a, a, a personal experience that I had that I think on a smaller scale kind of relates to that. I would find myself, and again, you know, you know where we from? We like to dress. We like to, you know. I mean, that. you got on Supreme. Fear of God, Jays. Boy, this was supposed to be anonymous. You're dist- I mean, yo, you look fly. You flyer than me. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, you know, we from the same place, man. Like, you know, before I was a pastor, I loved Jordans. You know, before I was a pastor, I loved all these things. Yeah, so, you know, I'm going to take me to the water and Jays. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Come through. But it, 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 there were moments where I would be preparing to speak, and I would be stressed about, yo, what am I out to wear? I gotta figure out what I'm with. I gotta figure out what I'm with. I gotta figure out what I'm And like to the point where I'm like, yo, this is not, this doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? This is pales in comparison to the assignment at hand. And so in that moment, I had to repent. Like, dag, like, I shouldn't be worried so much about my appearance while I'm doing this, you know? And so since then, I decided, I'm like, yo, I need to figure out what's gonna be my uniform. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna get, get that, that uniform made, and that's what it is. I have one and three out, pulling that every time, and and because now it takes that focus off of that, and because I don't want to be up there as a distraction, even to right. obviously I was distracting myself, but I don't want to be a distraction for anybody else that's there to receive. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, because we and you know, I, uh, pray I pray often is I pray that I would decrease so that God can increase, and so in me decreasing sometimes, yeah, that might mean, nah, I'm not gonna. I'm not flexing like this, so I'm not, I don't need that. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to that because that's not what I want people to see. I want people to see God. Even know? when you see it, have you had situations where even you've seen it, it's like, all right, maybe, maybe the pastor shouldn't be, you know. Oh, oh, 
and and I think I think that's another way that I've been spoiled in my upbringing, yeah. just in church life where I haven't. I don't know if you're familiar with the show Greenleaf. Greenleaf is a show, a church show, but they got all types of scandal, all types oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of, you know what I'm saying? Greenleaf is a documentary for some churches. Like, that's real. You know, stuff like that goes on in the church, goes on with the pastor, the deacon, the ushers. Like, those thing, type of things happen. When, do you, when, when does, does it look too far to you? When do you, like, you're like, all right, come on. I think, so, like, sometimes you can, like, and everything we're talking about, we're talking about it in a very, like, in a, kind of physical way, you know what I'm saying? But what we're talking about obviously has a whole spiritual component to it, right? Where like, if I'm going to a place where like, I can feel like the spirit here, you know what I'm saying? I, I think sometimes you can, there's a difference between experiencing the spirit and like experiencing like, just this person like, showing out. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Just this person. Like, where's that flexing, line? What, like, what is, what, how do you gauge it? It's like, it's tough. I mean, I don't think there's like a, a specific formula to know like all right this is this is wrong or this is not god you know what i'm saying but like i think again through our relationship our own my own personal relationship right that allows me to know how like i experience god but i, st- I still can't tell anyone else how they experience god you know but it's like who is being glorified in this moment wow. is god being glorified wow. or is this person's new watch being glorified okay. you know what i'm saying is god being glorified or is like the three-piece suit being like and so constantly one like i want god to be glorified you know what i'm saying like even coming here like dealing with like yo you know should i like because i don't i don't want to i struggle with like i don't ever want to feel like i'm promoting myself you know what i'm saying as a pastor or a minister or elder you know you see the the fly the church flyers with all the pictures on it and all the titles elder bishop doctor minister you know and it's like yo are, are you calling people there to praise god and to oh we calling to see you you know what i'm saying like and so it, it i think again it's something that constantly dealing with our own ego our own pride our own like desire to be seen and to desire to be acknowledged, our desire to be, you know, praised and so to speak. And that that's that's part of those feelings is usually what leads to some type of sin. What do you think about the Pentecostal churches when the people get touched and they fall out on the floor and they just do the gyration and they mm-hmm. up there and they get like they getting oh this guy or oh, the guy made me walk and you you know I was in a wheelchair for fifteen years and you know I why you laugh no for real like nah, what serious. what do you what goes on in your mind as somebody that experiences the pulpit and experiences revelations and changes in people's life you don't want to rob anybody of the experience right. but at some point what is this like this is perform like my like come on Right, and I I think if you I think if you reach that point of like, it's probably there. You know what I'm saying? Like if you reach that point of questioning, it's probably is you it's probably going past the limit. Yeah, this is cap. You know what I'm saying? And like, I mean, it's 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 so hard. I mean, I think even if we like thinking of Kanye, right? Okay. Let's talk about Kanye. I like Kanye though. Mm Hmm. And I do too. You know what I'm saying? I I like like Kanye. Kanye. I like Kanye, uh-huh. you know. I think <laughs> I think he I think he sort I think he also has a, 
a, a serious mental right, right, illness, right? right? Like, mm -hmm. like not, I think he has a serious mental illness. But I also think that Christianity sort of becomes a replacement for therapy. Mm -hmm. That Christianity mm -hmm. comes as sort of, I don't need to do any mental work, I don't need to do any therapeutic work because God got me. I don't got to get the COVID shot because God, I don't got to wear a mask because God got, I could walk down any hood because God got me. Mm -hmm. Like you start, they start the realm. So to bring it back to Kanye, I think Kanye has a really mental mm -hmm. illness, right? Absolutely. Um, again, so like, yeah, Kanye is one of my favorite. I like the fact that he has a stadium full of people saying, you know, He's done miracles on me. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like that. I like the fact that he stripped the album of curses and stuff right. like that. So, um, is it a bit chauvinistic? Yeah. Is it a lot of ego? Yeah. That's who he was before. Mm -hmm. You know. But I do. I can't deny the way that God is. Right. And I think. I think that. I think even just that and what you said. I think is. It's, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? That you. That you. And I don't think a lot of people can process it even in that same way that you just did. Where. Like you said, you you can still acknowledge that God is using him in some way, you know what I'm saying, in some way. But I, and I brought up Kanye just as an example of like he's somebody whose his walk and his faith is on Front Street, right? Like it's on a huge platform where he's now deciding like I want to give my life back to Christ. I want to rededicate my my life, my music, my gifts to Christ. Exploited sometimes. Right, and and that's the thing. And because his is on such a big platform, it's up for public opinion. You get what I'm saying? And whereas for us, maybe, you know, the average Joe, nobody's questioning whether I'm sincere in my walk or sincere in my, nobody cares, you know what I'm saying? But because it's Kanye, and because we have like documented albums of him saying these things and doing these things, it's hard for us to see a new, you know, Kanye or a new change or a new life in that sense. And so I think, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. And I, I think it's, it's tough to, to try to, like, definitely try to call somebody else's, you know what I'm saying, relationship and walk. Um, yeah, I don't know. And so I, I just, I just, I have to, I got I to gotta make sure my relationship is right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I, is there something material that you want, that you've always mm -hmm. wanted? Yeah. I can think of the car that I want right now. What car do you want right now? I feel like if I say it, that's even good. I want a GLE right now. Mercedes GLE. GLE, cause the land was moving fast, yeah. <laughs> skirt, skirt. Okay. All right, what about, I don't know, maybe there's a watch that you want. Is there a watch that you want? I'm not a big watch guy. Okay, what is it? Like maybe some sneakers or I know you like sneakers. I got a few kicks that I what want right now. What kicks you want right now? Some Travis I want right uh, now. Okay. I got some drinks on my bucket list. You got some with a spoon and Max 97s. Okay, is there a desired location you would like to live or a type of home that you would want? Beautiful brownstone. Beautiful brownstone. Those mm -hmm. are going for two, three million dollars right. here in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. There is no way that you could get all of the things that you just named a brownstone, a GLE, and some Travis, mm -hmm. right? There's no way you could get all of these things, walk into church on Sunday, and convince me that this ain't a sham. It's some yeah. way. No, it's some way. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, and obviously this is me being the, um, what do you call it, devil's advocate. Mm -hmm. There's no way that you're convincing me that 
you skimming something off the top or like you you're not supposed to have a a $3 million home, uh, $100,000 car, and the latest kicks. But mind you, this is what this is just what something you want for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How do you obtain those things and still maintain that trust within your community? Right, right. Um, I think that's a good question. That's a good question. I think from, from my experience, um, even if we're, just, if we're just talking about sneakers specifically, um, that's always been, again, like I said, I, I haven't been a pastor or minister, you know what I'm saying, since I was born. Like, we grow up, we gain different things that we like, that we're into, and like, so these are things that I were into, I'm into, you know? Again, I think that as long as it's not becoming my idol, where like, I'm doing everything because I need this, I want this, it gives room for like, because I'm also content without having it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm content with not having it right now. You ask me what do are the things that I want? Yeah, there's things that I want. Am I unhappy right now because I don't have them? Absolutely not. You know what I'm saying? I still, I'm so thankful for everything that I have right now. I just know there's gonna be a day where God blesses you and maybe it could be in the material things. Right. It's just coming to church and just like making sure you're, you're, you're still Right. And still I, in there to people. Like, what, he's still I, in there. What I think that, what I think also makes a difference is people's character. You know what I'm saying? I think, I think outside of the material, people know and, and really judge people based off character. You know, and so if my character is in a place where it causes somebody to think, yo, he got to be skimming something off the top, yeah, yeah. there may be a character defect with, you know what I'm saying? Because why, like, what, what in me or what have I said or done or what have you seen? that gives you the impression that I would skim off the top. You know what I'm saying? That I would steal from the church. Like, what, what is it? You know, and so I, I would think that, that was, that's the real root of it, is like, what character flaws or, or defects are we seeing in this person that make people suspicious in this way? And I, I do believe that, like, sometimes we're in a rush to get to certain levels, get to, right? Like, God's given us all gifts. We all have gifts. And, and you know, even in your book, you share your testimony about where your gifts took you, right? Like, and I, you know, when, as reading your book, bro, I'm thinking like, dad, the fact that you understood your people skills and your way to interact with people as a gift so early was very wise because that was something I didn't learn until much later. Like, dad, I guess, because I, I never saw myself as anybody with a concrete gift, like, you know what I'm saying? I can't sing, I can't do one craft good. Like I'm okay at a few different things, but so to hear you say that and to understand like this is my gift and this is how like the, my gift is, it has created these opportunities for me and taken me to this level. But sometimes we can, it's dangerous when we're in such a rush to get to that next level faster than our character can get there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so our talent can take us certain places that our character cannot keep us. And that's when we see people fall sometimes because they're so talented, they're so gifted, but maybe there was something that wasn't fully developed yet in their character that would have helped them stay here. You know what I'm saying? say that. Like, I, I always look at it like this. While I was in the pinnacle of my success, well, mm-hmm. what was the pinnacle at a certain point in my life? That I'm doing all this, I'm doing all that. I was still on my path. Mm-hmm. I really feel like that. I mm-hmm. feel like the good, the bad, the ugly, I was on my path, mm-hmm. right? I do feel like I lost myself along the way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, 
you could take one or two ways. You could do this the right way, or you could do this the wrong way. Right, right. Your gifts is your gifts, and what's for you is for you. Those things is gonna happen regardless. Mm -hmm. But it's important that you don't lose yourself. Right, and that, and that's and everyone on every path is at risk of losing themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause what you just said, like, and that's scripture. What you just said, your God, the gifts that God has given us are irrefutable. Like. There's no backseas on them. You don't take them back. So, like, your gift is your gift. Now, whether you dedicate and devote your gift to and submit it to God and, and do God's work or whatever God has planned for you, or you decide to, you know, hit the block and use your gifts in this space, like, and from all your traveling anonymous, like, we hear with these people are all gifted, you know what I'm saying? And some of they just went different directions with their gifts. Like, I chose to use my gift in this way, you know what I'm saying? But it's still a gift nonetheless. And so, and we're all at risk of like, like you said, losing ourselves because in the midst of our journey, we can have moments of, you know, except pride and ego and things like that where we forget like that, this is a God-given gift that I'm being blessed with the opportunity to, to use and to, you know what I'm saying, and be used, but now it becomes more about myself and now what, what, what will that lead to? You know, what would that result in? I'm spoken to a lot of people and How do I put this? Some people I talk to, I just straight up say, there's no help in this person. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker lost. <laughs> like, there's nothing that I could possibly say. Mm -hmm. There's nothing I could possibly do. Like, this is... Mm. In your profession, I could imagine you see these and speak to these people all the time. How do you still engage? Even when you know, you just like, I know I'm not even helping this person right now. Yeah, again, like, definitely, like, dealing with that feeling of, excuse me, having, like, what starts to begin to feel like redundant conversations with people where it's like, dad, this is still the issue. This is still the problem. This is still, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you said, you can feel like you're just talking in vain, and it, it still is just, like, submitting yourself to, you know, to, like, the moment even, just being present in that moment where, like, like, you know, so many conversations I'm having, if I'm quiet in a conversation, a lot of times I'm praying. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe praying for, like, God, like, I don't know what to say. Like, give me the words. You know what I'm saying? God, give me the patience to listen. You know, God, give me the, you know, whatever it is, like, and and I do and I do believe and, and trust and know that God, like, literally graces us with everything we need to get through everything we go through. If you wasn't preaching, what would you be doing? If I wasn't preaching, what would I be doing? Maybe I'll be doing a podcast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I feel I feel like I feel like and like I said, that's why your book did touch me because I I, I related to a lot of your gift sets that you that you declared and stated that you had and and I was always the type and the reason why I admired you for it because you you had the foresight to see like this is my gift set and this is what I can do with my gift set. Sometimes I struggle with like maybe understanding what my gift set is and then how does this translate into real life though, you know what I'm saying? Like, what can I do with this gift set? And um, I, so I think a lot of times that, that is something I struggle with, with like trying to answer that question of what would I be doing if I'm not preaching, but then also trying to answer the question like, should I worry about what I should be, what I would be doing if I'm not preaching? Because like maybe preaching is it, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so start to lean into that even more and fully give myself to that rather than trying to, you know, 
divide and like, let me do this over here, let me do that, do that, do that, do that. But really, want I want to be in the right place more than anything. You know what I'm saying? And and like you said about you don't think that you weren't on the path. Like no matter where you were, like that's how I feel. And I, I like I said, I think that takes a certain level of trust in God, a certain level in, in His plan for you to know that like despite how I feel right now, despite what I'm going through right now, like. I'm where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, so I, w- I was just always curious about, like, what, do you see, like, your peers sometimes, sort of, or, like, people around that are sort of skimming off the top a little bit, or, like... Right, and I, I think, I think you know, I think even the question is limiting sometimes, because we always think of skimming off the top, money, 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 but, like, there's a lot of other things that can be manipulated, and, you know what I'm saying? And, like, yes, people there are ministers, pastors that do manipulate their position, you know what I'm saying, and their power. I mean, you know, you're you're counseling somebody and they're divulging everything to you. You know what I'm saying? That gives you power, so to speak, because now you know certain things. But um, I can think of one time where, like, going back to the money, you know, it's holiday season, um, and this is a, a another pastor that's in New York. And um, I think my father had asked him, like, you know, are you guys doing a, a holiday service or whatever? And I mean, in the moment, I couldn't tell the difference between this dude and like somebody on the block. You know what I'm saying? He's like, of course I'm doing morning, afternoon, evening. I got to get mine. What? And like, I'm just standing there. I'm like. Because they do be having, they be having, they be having morning service, afternoon service, the interim service, right. evening the service. service, everything. Like. <laughs> And I, I'm, not, you, I, I'm not even thinking like, okay, this is just a money maker. For some, you know what I'm saying? Some places, and the thing is also we have to understand is that wherever humans are, there's gonna be human error. And there's gonna be pride, ego, you know, all these things that, all these sins, these sinful ways and behaviors that we have. And so the church is no different, you know, unfortunately. Like, and, and I understand that so many people have had like traumatic experiences in churches, you know, from people who are in high positions in churches. And so that's why I never ever would like not validate somebody's experience that they have with the church. What I would encourage them is to understand that like your experience with this person is not a reflection of your experience with God. Like this was just a person in this place, but this is not God. You know what I'm saying? Because when you think about it, the work is still being done for so many people. Right, right. So many people that are going to those services they need that. They're receiving like, something. They're receiving something. It's just sort of messed up that it's on the end of somebody else trying yeah. to exploit for yeah. more money. Like, I, I how much so. of that money goes to the pastor? And I mean, I, you know, I, I can't speak on everyone or old church's dynamics. You know, I don't know. Maybe sometimes maybe the pastor's getting a stipend. I don't know. Maybe they are getting salary, whatever. You know, I, I really. So the pastor doesn't dictate who gets paid. A lot of you know, a lot of times there's a board. You know, there should be a board of like trustees and elders who are governing this organization as well. Because then the thing is, again, people don't want to recognize the church as a business, but like there is a business aspect to it. You know what I'm saying? So like, there are business things that have to be taken care of. Rent, lights, right? Y'all don't pay taxes though. No, no taxes if you if you're nonprofit. Like, there's no taxes, but there's still physical things that need to be taken care of where money is necessary. You know, and so. But if I'm doing this extra service, I know that that could go straight in my pocket. Potentially, again, I was sharing a story about that first. I don't know what that person's situation was, but the way that they expressed it, it made it. It sounded like they were doing these service because it, they was getting theirs. Like that's what they said. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I got to get mine. 
and it, and it, 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 to hear something like that is very, very like it's disheartening. disheartening to say, you know what I'm saying? Like to hear like that, this is a, a representative. So, you know, uh, this is a leader in the church and it's like. They probably will. They, they're good at what they do probably. They're good at what they do. And that's the thing is that ministering is these gifts. You know what I'm saying? Like you said. They're masters of words. Masters of words, well-spoken. They can amp up a crowd. They can, you know, like they can MC. You know what I'm saying? Like in your book, you're master, master of ceremony. And, and so I, I've seen like, but there's a difference, I think, between having the ability to rile people up, you know what I'm saying, like, and an ability to speak and to teach and to, like, pour into, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of times you can go into a place where, like you described earlier, they shaking, jumping, shouting. Maybe that person, you know, really rallied up the, the crowd, but, like, I will always just be more concerned with, with what are, are they receiving something for their spirits, for their souls? You know what I'm saying? Are they really learning and, and getting closer to God? I was talking to this one girl one time, and she was telling me how she sleeps with her pastor mm. and his wife. What? It's just what they was into. And and I think so I think things like that can happen again, being because this is still a position of power, right? Like a minister a CEO, uh, you know what I'm saying? All these positions of power where we see these peop powerful people fall, ministry is no is not exempt from that. You know what I'm saying? It's not exempt. And, and it, it happens on both ends where sometimes the people who are following or the, in the congregation, they start serving the man and not the God that the man is supposed to be speaking about. And it's hard not to, you know what I'm saying? Because you kind of look up, you, you're in this person's church every Sunday, you hear them speak. Mm -hmm. It's kind of hard not to have a sort of reverence for them and yeah. like a sort of a different type of appreciation and, you know, kind of look at them as... Absolutely, but we know? just can't ever still look at them as they're more than a, a, you know what I'm saying, more than a man because at any given time you could still fall... <laughs> from temptation, you can still fall from, you know, all the things that we all still go through at any given time, this pastor can also do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This elder, this deacon, they can also do that. And so I think we do have to get out of the habit of looking at leaders in the church as more than human. You know what I'm saying? Because they're not. Like, should, right, should they be held to a higher standard in a sense? Absolutely. But are they going to fall short? Absolutely. Right? We all fall short. That's what that's what the scripture says. That's what life shows us that we all fall short at times. But I think it might be a harder fall sometimes when it's you know when you're in certain positions, and so it could be rough. But um, especially when I look at uh, Christianity too, it's like, and I remember saying this before, it just doesn't require much discipline from the believers, mm -hmm. like so much other religions or relationships require this. Right extensive amount of discipline mm -hmm. because you know these people turning up in the club premarital sex you know what i'm saying this that and the third come to church you know this is just what it is right right and uh, excuse me i think like can you not have sex with your wife for pleasure because i'm a pastor absolutely not sex is something that was given from god you know what i'm saying like and it was meant to be pleasurable like can i not have sex with my girlfriend that, I mean, it's, yes, you can. Right? No, I mean, yeah, like yes, free can. will. Right, yes, you, you can. can. Right, free will. Like you spoke of, that you can choose to according to what, you know, we believe and, and the, the principles and, and what is sin. You know what I'm saying? Is this act honoring my relationship with God? And that's what I would ask and, and pose that question. Is you having sex with your girlfriend honoring your relationship with God? 
You know what I'm saying? Like, is... I can think of ways it is. But I can think of... <laughs> 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 just got like a couple seconds. Yo, all right, we good, bro. <laughs> this is Trapping Anonymous. My name is Chris Dows. Let's get it.